Hey, Doug. Hey, Lindsay. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Yourself? I'm doing great. You showed us a picture. You had a, a pretty exciting nature adventure uh, at your house today. Yes. Yeah. We had a huge hawk in our yard munching on a squirrel. Oh, <laughs> man. Sorry. That's amazing. For, well, I don't think we probably don't have a lot of squirrel lovers uh, no, probably not. that are listening. They are kind of annoying. They are the stealers of bird food. <laughs> yes. And so they can really be a pain. <laughs> But it was, int- yeah, anyway, sorry, sorry. We digress. Nature is cool. Nature Get outside. Is cool. Uh, there was this Chinese proverb I heard. It said something like, um, spend five minutes a day unless you're really busy, then spend an hour a day in nature. Ah, and I'm like, like that's that. pretty good. Like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Always a good Chinese proverb somewhere. Yes. Speaking of proverbs. Um, <laughs> good transition. <laughs> thank you very much. Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. And um, I remember years ago, I heard a youth pastor guy by the name of uh, Mike Iaconelli talk, and he, he, he said there was a great danger. And that great da- the great danger comes in comparing what you know about yourself to what you don't know about someone else. Yeah. And yeah. so thinking about comparison, like what are some things that you have noticed about comparison? Is it real? Is it something that, that steals our joy? Oh, for sure. I think... Um, I am my least healthy when I am comparing myself to other people, Um, whether it be my mothering or my spirituality or my looks, anything. I instantly go spiraling downward as I start comparing myself to other people. And I think it's so prevalent right now with um, social media, Instagram, that whole kind of thing. You see this highlight reel of other people's lives and it's so easy to say, well, my life doesn't look like that. And you have to I don't know. I have to constantly remind myself that that is not what their life looks like either. Hmm, um, and that's like the best part of their life. And I'm guilty of it too. And I post the best parts of my day and yeah. put filters on, make it all look pretty. Yeah. Um, but it's just, and then it's like, then you like f- even fall into like, well, some people are trying to be real and like, you know, show their struggles. And it's like, well, if I share my struggle, then I'm just trying to be like them sharing their struggle. And it's like Dang. this instant or this like just total whirlwind of, you know, over comparison yeah. <laughs> and just bad feelings in general. Yeah. So thinking about comparison and like the gospel, like mm. what, like what do you sense the gospel would preach to yourself? And I mean, mm. I struggle with comparison too, you know, like I think just as, as, you know, a person, as a man, it's like, you see the guy that can do all the woodwork and mm. he can like run marathons <laughs> and, you know, sculpt I'm, things I'm so out of ice cubes. Oh then. yeah, totally. That's why I don't, that's why I haven't been on the Instagram in like Good for you. a year and a half. It's funny. The only time I've ever on it is when Mare's like, Oh, look at this. And it's normally your girls. And I'm like dying. I do post a lot of pictures like, of oh, girls. gosh, you're so cool. Um, but yeah, like, what do you think the gospel would have to speak to those who are wrestling with comparison? Mm. I think the gospel says your identity is in Christ. Mm. And to me, that is, um, I don't like that. I like, I like it, but like, I want to know, like, I don't know, people are like, find your identity in Christ. It's like, what exactly does that mean? Huh. Like, I'm different. Like, we all have to have different identities. We're all not the same person. So then it's like, well, how do I know exactly what my identity is? And the real fact I feel like is that it doesn't matter what, like, would come after my name or what comes on my resume, it's that I'm loved. Hmm. And so that's what I think is important about that's what your identity in Christ is, is that you're loved. Hmm. So then the rest of it can just fall away and yeah. not matter. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I think sometimes it's, I would love to get just a very clear vision of life. Like what would life look like if comparison was something that we never went back to Ooh. again? Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, if you have an answer to that, Lindsay, I'm sure... <laughs> 
this will make national news. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish. Yeah, but I, I think that's just probably a question for us to sit with, yeah. you know, to recognize, yeah. yeah, what what would it look like tomorrow if I lived a whole day without mm-hmm. comparing myself to anyone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or doing anything because you're going to show it to someone else. Like, yeah. why do I make avocado toast? Because I'm a millennial? Like, <laughs> is it because I'm going to post it on Instagram? Like, <laughs> why do we do these things we do? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> well, but I think too, like that's, that in some ways it's almost this really good opportunity for us to to kind of roll back the curtain and to recognize that there is this cultural pressure yeah. that we experience. And Jesus experienced cultural pressures. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how do we begin? And I, I love it, right? Jesus experiences all this pressure. He heals a guy from leprosy. The crowds press in. They're like, Jesus, you know, they're all excited <laughs> and they've got signs and they're like, Jesus for president, um, you know, make Israel great again stuff. Oh, no, and no, then, <laughs> and then, and then Jesus, it says, he often withdrew to lonely and deserted yeah. places. Oh, I think that's important. Yeah. I don't like being alone, but I think it's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It is very important to find space where we're not, we're not, we're not known for what we produce, but mm. we're just known yeah. for who we are. Yeah. And I think that would really be helpful for many of us, myself included, to mm-hmm. continue to press into that and even to notice it like those triggers. Like, I wonder when, like, do you sense there's a time when you feel like you're most susceptible to comparison? Most susceptible. It feels like it's all the time. Yeah. It doesn't like when I'm sleeping, like, when you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a constant pressure a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 It's not fun. Yeah. I, I, I want to be released from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think maybe part of us being in a community, and I love the way Ben talked about community this past gathering is like such an important part of our formation. Mm-hmm. And maybe part of community is giving each other permission when we recognize that we're comparing ourselves to say, mm. sister, you need to stop comparing yourself yeah. to that one. Yeah, You are who you are mm-hmm. and that's important and yeah. that's good enough. So I think one of the best ways for us as a uh, people who are defined by Jesus and being loved uh, to get out of comparison is, is stories and mm-hmm. stories really have a way of shaping us and calling us into these different places. And they give us hope for the places when we sense like we're really unformed or mm. deformed in an area. Mm-hmm. And so I think stories just have this beautiful way of pulling us out of the crazy and into sanity, mm-hmm. uh, into the place where we know that we are loved and where we don't have to, to buy into the lie that we have to compare ourselves mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. And tonight we have Aubrey with us to share her story, a little bit about what's happening with um, New House Church at Renew. We're here with Aubrey, and or as we call her, the Aubrey. Um, <laughs> we've been really fortunate to, yeah, it. Aubrey's a neighbor. She's a few blocks down from me, and it's just been really cool. I've had a chance to be in house church with her for quite some years, and a lot of you know her and have had great opportunities to hang out with her. Um, But we're just looking forward to just sharing some of the stories of what God's been up to uh, in her life and even the ways in which God's been really challenging her and meeting her in those places. So, Aubrey, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) It's good to have you. (laughs) Thank you. Can you tell us like a short version of your history? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes. I, when I was 16, I would say that I had a major life event, pretty traumatic life event. And so I think that's when I really started following Jesus when mm. I was 16 mm. and really had a desire. And um, I think Jesus became more of a my master 
Hmm. was my savior and became my master. And so since then, I guess just this continued journey to follow Jesus. Um, yeah. Hmm. So that's a very shortened <laughs> version, but that's, that's good. awesome. Yeah. yeah. With that, I mean, uh, a lot of us who are at the gathering, just, a you know, uh, the first gathering in Feb- February, uh, we had an opportunity to bless and send you and a new house church. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Yes. So I shared this, but I'll say it again. Um, I was talking with Ben in January, just dialoguing about some things. And he, through our conversation, he had mentioned this, that the Lansdale house churches were thriving um, and maybe big enough to multiply because they were both, both the Lansdale house churches were getting big. And then the um, community dinner was thriving as well. Mm. And so I know um, that the community dinner leadership team had been wondering, um, what, what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, do we continue doing this? Do we do this twice a month? What's next for it? So Ben had the idea, what if somehow we combined those two things? Mm. And so I, of course, was, yes, yes. <laughs> I was so excited. It's definitely a stirring in my heart. Just like Joel and Kelly said, when um, they came back to talk about community dinner and they talked to the O'Donnells and they just kept Yes, the, the feeling wouldn't go away, right? There's mm-hmm. the stirring that kept going. So mm-hmm. after Ben talked to me, that just wouldn't go away. There mm-hmm. was a stirring to kept. Yeah. So we, um, I talked to Joel um, just to make sure that, you know, they didn't have any other ideas. And Joel was, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I think either Doug, you or Ben went to the community dinner meeting and yeah. talked to them and just told them about this idea. Mm-hmm. And then um, talked to the elders yeah. and they said, yes, they yeah. affirmed it. They agree that this was exciting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I believe the term that was used in the, in the community dinner meeting uh, mm-hmm. was it's just low hanging fruit. And why didn't we think about this before? Huh. Those are kind of two of the things that people were, were mentioning. And it just, it made, it made sense. It's almost yeah. like, how did mm-hmm. we not think of this? And I, I think too, that timing is really important. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yes. you know, you mentioned like you can't get it out of your head, right? Like yeah. it's just there. And yes. so like what things are you really jazzed about with this? Yes. New faces. Hmm. Last hmm. last year, Doug, you had that vision. Not Well, I guess vision image yeah. about um, the nursery, mm-hmm. right? Of, and right. The timing. It, it seemed to. Why did it take, not take so long, but it seemed to be this desire that you had, but yet we have to still wait for what Mm. God is doing. Mm -hmm. So I think the timing for that, um, our timing is very different than what God, Mm -hmm. God's Mm -hmm. timing. Um, We often are in a hurry Mm -hmm. or sometimes things happen so quickly. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. this has happened pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. but in reality it hasn't. If you look at the whole scheme of the foundation that has been laid through the years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess I think that was the question. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that I think that's the desires, new faces. Um, separately, I've just been talking to some people in the community who have said, you know, um, I don't know if I'd go to a house, you yeah. know, what yeah. is a, ha- a house mm-hmm. church? What is that? That's yeah. a little strange. Yeah. But maybe they'd go to the boys and girls club. Maybe they would be willing to go to more of a neutral space. Mm-hmm. And so that's very exciting. Um and just reaching out to people, you know, that I, I just, it's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. Yeah. It's really interesting because I don't, I don't think a lot of us would feel that tension of, it'd be so weird to show up to someone's house to experience huh. church. Yes. But yeah, that would make sense if, if I don't really have much of a church background or mm-hmm. even, yes. 
you know, or even maybe I'm just kind of like, I just, it's like, you can't really hide mm-hmm. when you're in someone's home. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you could, but that'd be kind of weird to hide, like hide and seek is fun <laughs> in the homes, but when you're at like a Bible, yes. you know, having opportunity to be formed and shaped and talk about scripture and it can be very vulnerable. So yeah, that's interesting. Yes. So even the space for you mm-hmm. feels like it's an intentional move to just create safety. Yes. Yeah. And that was, I mean, the people that have joined that this, this isn't new for them. I was thinking about that today. I was thinking, John, this, he was just telling me the other day that he was talking to someone in Walmart and he mm. invited them to come to renew a mm. new church experience for them. <laughs> no, this is, this is just what he does. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. talks to people anywhere yeah. he goes to. And then Beth and Bill, they're joining too. That's who they are. They are good neighbors. Mm. Yeah. They invite people to, over to their house for dinner. Mm-hmm. This is what they've been doing for years. And then George and Diane as well. I mean, George is part of that spirituality group. Yeah. Mm. And so, and I know Diane is very, I, I was talking to her and she said, you know, this doesn't feel like a risk. <laughs> you know, this isn't a big risk. Yeah. This is just what we can do. Yeah. Mm. And so I, I'm so grateful. I think the timing for the people, the people who have joined is wonderful. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, and Beth is going to be a co-shepherd with me, which I'm really excited about that. I her. am super excited to have lady shepherds, <laughs> <laughs> shepherdesses, right? Yeah. What is the, what, what would the, is, would it be a shepherdess or? Uh, shepherd. Yeah. Shepherdess. I don't know. They're probably, know. We're, we're, looking, we're looking at Joel, Joel right now. Joel, he's just throwing up his one. hands like, I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like in ancient times there weren't lady shepherds, so they don't yeah. have a word for it. Maybe. I don't know. I think there were. Oh, well, why not? Yeah. Ladies can do anything they want. <laughs> we run the world. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So wow. true. Yeah. So what's that journey been like for you, Aubrey? I know, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of women who've grown up and grown up in the church over the years have, have may, maybe may not have felt really empowered yes. and freed mm. up mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to lead. Right. And so what's what's that journey been like for yeah. you? Yeah. Um I was I was part of a very strong youth group. And so um so grateful for that, especially when I was sixteen and mm. had a lot of changes in my life and that support of my youth pastor and his wife and just um just the community was really helpful. And mm. so um a desire to study the Bible and to learn about Jesus was very um much part of my life. Mm. And so, um, but I was always told, I guess I was always told by my youth pastor that I would probably marry a pastor and be in ministry, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, which was okay. You know, <laughs> okay. I wasn't actively seeking that. I was just like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. And then I went to college and I had a wonderful, wonderful um, professors, but I had another professor tell me, you know, independent, you'll probably marry a pastor and be in ministry. You know, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I said. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And I loved learning about the Bible. You know, I went to a liberal arts college, um, pretty conservative, but I had a Bible minor and I loved my Bible classes, just devoured them. But Mm. as a female, one, what could you do with a a Bible major other than children's ministry, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I work with kids all the time, but that wasn't my desire. And I also didn't want it to become a job. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I want the desire to learn about Jesus and to read my Bible and to my relationship with Jesus to become a job. I thought Mm -hmm. then it would become sterile. Mm -hmm. So I um, started to be a piano teacher and then I went into psychology to be a therapist. So then I went to a seminary (laughs) to be a therapist. Right. But I took classes with seminary students 
And even my dad would tell me, you're going to marry a pastor and be in ministry and all that. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I married a pastor's son. <laughs> very quiet. So close. Very quiet man, but wonderful man. But, um, and I also, when we, it was interesting when I went to, um, I had made my husband go to pre-engagement counseling because <laughs> that's just who wow, I am. That's an extra <laughs> step. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember the therapist saying, you know, families will look different. Leadership and families will look different. Mm. Ooh. You know, that typical men will be the, <laughs> you know, the head of the household mm-hmm. and, you know, right. and, and I respect and honor that. That was a tradition that I grew up with, but you know, he's, she, she told me, my therapist said, you know what families and your, mm. your family might look different. Mm. And so that was always stuck with me. That's beautiful permission. I feel like yes. to be different. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Mm. So all that to say, as I've, you know, I enjoy what I do, but um, I've always had a love for reading, learning about Jesus, reading any book. Um, but I've kept that part of my life pretty hidden, I guess, mm. pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why other than I didn't want anyone to take it from me. I know that sounds strange, mm. but um, I didn't want it to become a chore, like I said. Mm-hmm. So anyway, through a whole host of things <laughs> that we won't get into, but basically <laughs> just a lot a lot of signposts, right? Mm. A lot of signposts have led to that. And then Doug and I, probably for about at least nine months, maybe yeah. a year, Doug finally said to me, you know, what if we start meeting and seeing if this leadership, if, if this pastoral pastoral calling is part of your life. Ooh. So, I mean Doug, you and I have met anyway yeah. through the years, but I said I was finally ready through a whole ho- whole host of things including going to the cults, prayer meetings, mm. meeting with Tim and Cindy, mm-hmm. getting to know them better. I was finally ready. I said, "Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finally, I'll do that." Mm. Yeah. So, on um, I guess in conjunction with that, I was also growing my hair out because mm. I um, donate it. So I've done this before. I grow it out and then I donate it. So I just felt called to, and maybe, maybe not, but I felt just grow your hair out until you kind of know. Hmm. So I grew my hair out and it's kind of deciding. And then in January, okay, enough of the waiting. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. So there's that story. So you oh. took the plunge and cut your hair. Yes. And decided to house be a house church shepherd. I guess. Yes. 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 I love how those two things are related. (laughs) Yes. Very meaningful. Yeah. I think it's been really interesting too, walking with you through the discernment process and everyone's, you know, I mean, everyone has a calling on their life to follow Jesus, but there are definitely people that just have these unique attributes and abilities. And Mm -hmm. I love how like, even in the midst of hearing youth pastors and people say, oh, you know, you're going to be a great pastor's wife someday. It's like, they saw the word pastor. They mm-hmm. just didn't recognize mm-hmm. right. that mm-hmm. you're, you are called to be a pastor huh, right. at mm-hmm. some point. And that's exactly what my dad said. You yeah. know, he, he told me a few months ago, he said, you know what? Maybe you should have been the pastor. Huh. Yeah. And that was really um, just very meaningful to come from my dad. Mm. Definitely meaningful to come from him. So I feel like as a dad, I mean, so, I, you yeah. know, my, my Kylie, my daughter, she, that, that's what she's been talking about for the last year. When she grows up, she wants to be a pastor. Oh, wow. And yes. it's like, I'm so grateful to have women within Renew as elders and, you know, yes. women now as house church shepherds. And mm. I think of Jeanette Martinez as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grateful because all of these women, um, yourself, Aubrey and Jeanette, 
um, like you all have poured into Kylie really mm. well. And I, I wonder if part of that is like the calling that God's huh. placed on you is like pouring out into mm. her. She senses um, that. She does. And I think it's, it's really unique to know as a dad, I get a chance to sit back and say, um, Kylie, I know this might be difficult waters ahead because it hasn't necessarily yes. been fully accepted mm. and celebrated yes. within the church. Right. However, to see that there are these beautiful role model women who have continued to just be faithful and it mm-hmm. looks different, yes. but it still is beautiful yes. and really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, I was talking to um, a friend of mine, Mandy Smith. She is a, she's a pastor out in Cincinnati, wrote a really good book called The Vulnerable Pastor. But she was talking about how um, the, the the women pastors who are, who are being, who are you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 now as kids, huh. when they grow up, including the women pastors of the generation now have a special prophetic voice for the huh. church. Mm. And I just really, I appreciate that. And I think too, like even seeing the way that you're viewing this house church, not as just, oh, this is just going to be a fun house church, but I long to see different faces mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. to see people meet Jesus and to create safe space inside of a, you know, inside of a boys and girls club opposed to a home, because that might be more, that might be safer for yeah, people. Like right. I just, I appreciate the, the, the prophetic care that you're mm-hmm. already sort of cultivating within the team Thank of you. people. Thank you. So, Aubrey, this new house church is something a little different than our normal house church expression. So could you tell us a little bit how people from Renew can get involved and a little bit more about what this house church will yes. be like? So we don't we're calling it a community house church, but we're not quite sure if that's the language that will land. You know, mm-hmm. it is a kingdom experiment. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is we'll be meeting like the other house churches, the first and the third Sunday of mm-hmm. every month. Um, at, it'll be at the Boys and Girls Club at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. We'll be inviting people from community dinner saying, oh, we'll be here tomorrow morning mm-hmm. if you want to show up. We are going to say it is uh, more of a Bible study. Mm-hmm. So we will be going through the book of Mark. Okay. And so it will be a little bit different than the house church liturgy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that each time anyone comes that we'll be reading out loud from mm-hmm. whatever passage in Mark and there's some questions that we'll be talking about. And um, so if we have new people, they don't feel you know, kind of not left out, but you know, what, what have you guys been talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of a discovery, right. Of a Jesus discovery and a Bible discovery. Mm -hmm. What is this Bible? You know? Mm -hmm. And so George has already purchased four Bibles. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's already emailing me about, okay, should we bring communion? And Uh so it just, that's really exciting about Mm -hmm. that. So I asked Renewians, that's what I call people. (laughs) Renewians. (laughs) Renewians. If you're listening and you're wondering, okay, Maybe you have a stirring in your heart to at least try it out, you know, to see. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Definitely prayer. We would mm-hmm. love prayer um, mm-hmm. for this. Also, if you know someone who say, um, it may be a little hesitant to to go to a house church, mm-hmm. but you can say, you may you may invite them to, to this. Yeah. You just show up one time and say, mm-hmm. this is kind of what it's like. This is kind of what Renew is like. This yeah, is so the you space have, we're in. You have permission to leave your house church 
once Thank you. <laughs> to invite someone to this house church. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I'm giving you that permission. Yeah. I don't know if I have that power, no, but good. I'm yeah. giving you Lindsay Renewians. has decreed. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's great. You have permission to skip house church if you're going to the Boys and Girls Club house Yay. church yeah. and bringing a friend. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're hoping to have new faces every week. Mm. Now, we don't mm. know. We don't know. And that's okay. We don't know a lot of it, but... Yeah, so we're hoping for that. So I think those are the main things. It's definitely prayer. Please bring people mm. if you if you sense, you know, we're, we'll be going through Mark. Please email me or contact me, you know, mm-hmm. what to expect. But we're going to have a pretty similar, you know, liturgy. And we'll be talking about that mm. on Sunday. But we're going to invite people from, from house church. Yeah. Are there like specific ways Renew can be praying for, for the house church? Yes, I guess for me personally, my my desire is that um, a family would join us mm. for yeah. my for my mm-hmm. son. So my mm-hmm. son will have other children. Mm. So that's yeah. my desire, whether that's from Renew or from the community. So that's one specific way. Yeah, great. Um, and then just also, um, I, I guess just for Beth and I, as we, well, for everyone, but as we know mm-hmm. best how this is going to form. Yeah. And then I, you know, I think about, you know, things are really exciting at the beginning. It's the honeymoon, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then you you get towards, okay, it's been a month. It's been two months. It's been three months. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, I know groups, can, it kind of can become difficult. There's, mm-hmm. okay, we've done this. Have we seen fruit? Mm. Have we, mm. have we, why did we decide to do this? Yeah. You know, there might yeah. be some, ah. So just pray that we will continue to, even if we have those feelings, continue to seek mm-hmm. and to be reminded um, of the dream. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, we're really excited for you guys. And I just see you and Beth being beautiful shepherds to this group of people. Thank you. Yes. So, Aubrey, the question we ask um, all our guests is, how do you see God in the in-between, between Sundays? Yes. I knew you were going to ask that. Oh, good. <laughs> so of course, I wrote down ideas because I have a hard time thinking, you know. So, you know, I, I was thinking I, there's a family member in this past two weeks that I've connected with in a very meaningful way. And I've been mm-hmm. wanting to connect with this family member um, just going through some difficult times. And mm-hmm. so it worked out. So I'm really excited about that. I yeah. think God is very present there. Yeah. Um, I was very upset with my son the other day. Mm. I don't that. know anything about that, about being upset <laughs> with your true. children. I've never experienced you that have, before. I haven't either. Huh. I've heard about this though, Aubrey. <laughs> tell us, Aubrey, Aubrey, tell us about your experience. <laughs> so, um, but through that all, the forgiveness, mm. you know, of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. the forgiveness and also um, seeing my son problem solve and mm. just seeing, you know, parenting is really hard and see to see the fruit of, the labor uh, of parenting of looking forward to that. <laughs> yes. You see it. I know. You see, I see little glimpses, but it's coming. Glimpses yeah. And then yeah. right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, tonight during dinner, we were, ha- we were doing jokes, knock, knock jokes. Hmm. So my husband was looking up knock, knock jokes and the one about the interrupting cow. Oh, my son that's has never one. heard that's that. A, that's a solid knock, knock and joke. And he loved, he thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> so, you know, just those times that was really, mm. you know, and then, you know, times with coworkers and talks with coworkers and also just trying to be very aware of being okay with talking to people. I've, I've met a lot of people in the last month. Mm. I, it just 
just the timing is, mm-hmm. you know, just people out in the community or, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. I was at the park with my son and a grandma was there and we just started talking and started talking about difficult times. And, you know, I said, you know, I've had difficult times and my faith has been very important to me through that. Mm. And so anyway, we're supposed to meet next week, same park, same time. Wow. So just to continue <laughs> building that conversation. So I'm. And this is that. why we call you the Aubrey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for yes. sharing with us, Aubrey. 